0: What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. Part two in our series here on building up the big lifts by using accessory lifts. You know, the stuff that people sort of ignore and overlook. With me here, Casey Mitchell, that one-legged monster, hanging out here in the Xbox to go over these big lifts, but more importantly, this is what you do. This is what right? I do. Yep. And, and, and spend a lot of time doing it. Uh, a lot more time on these than actually big lifts. And that's the thing, guys. Again, I, I think either it's limitation on time. Or maybe being afraid that doing these lifts in some way takes away from the energy
1: they could devote to the big lifts. Absolutely. Uh, if that's the case, then you know do the big lifts first, right? You know, and then transfer over to the accessory uh, and uh, the workouts that you can do.
0: But but ultimately the thing is, if you're trying to build your your big lift, yep. right? You're trying to build your bench press. What does it matter? I mean, if you're going to take a little bit away from that so that ultimately you're going to get a bigger lift there, then that's ultimately the goal, right? Again, I think guys sometimes get a little bit off track in their training and they just think that. They become infatuated with either numbers yep. or, 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 or even, even strength that's not even there.
1: Yeah. I, the one thing that I notice what people do is like, okay, I want to build a big bench. so I'm going to go there. I'm just going to bench, 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 bench. I'm, this is all I'm going to do. You know? And, they just, and that's what you see. You see them just benching. And then they get to a point where they can't get over 225 pounds. They don't understand why. And there's a lot of muscles that need to get stronger that the bench doesn't actually… They're like, it turns them into secondaries instead of like full on you know, the, uh, the actual primary muscle. Bring yourself over to the accessory sides. Let's hit those secondary muscles that are going to transfer over into your bench press, and your lift's going to get a lot bigger. So
0: that being said, the first one you're going to do here that you do all the time is a slightly declined
1: from vertical yes. overhead shoulder press. Yeah, I like that. Um, the overhead press, um, slightly angled, as you can see, uh, strictly because it's going to take a lot of pressure off the shoulders. You know, um, the anatomy is not made to be just bowed back like this. Uh, I like hitting the front delts. Um, to help the longevity of my training and competing and different things, I need to take a lot of strain off my shoulders as much as I can. So, me putting a little bit more of an incline, I take a little bit of that strain off the shoulders and I'm able to push heavy heavy amounts of weight right here just because of that little bit of an incline. Right. As I can see
0: here, you just knocking out hundreds, but meanwhile, I've seen you do even a lot more than that.
1: Yeah. I've done 130-pound presses for reps before.
0: Right. So, So, for me, in my standpoint. Again, I think what, he, what Casey said here is, is 100% right. We we talk about the scapular plane being angled a little bit forward. It's only natural for your arm to get a little bit forward by having that slight decline from vertical. You're actually your shoulders are going to come, and your elbows are going to come a little bit more in front of your body. So you're pressing from that position. But at the same time, you want to hit those delts.
1: Why? Why do you like to hit the delts a little bit for, to prepare yourself for that bench press? Well, my your front delts come into play on the bench press. You know, bigger shoulders brings a bigger bench press, right. especially out of that bottom portion. Out of the bottom portion, especially, uh, you know, a lot of people. The thing they say about me is like, how are you so explosive out of the hole, which is from the chest up to midway, and it's due to things like this this mm-hmm. lift right here. Um, you know, there's times, w- even with this lift, I'll add small pause reps right, right. Um, and things like that uh, to uh, incorporate more of an explosive um, off the chest up to like midway of the bench press.
0: So, talking about pause reps actually leads in perfectly to that next exercise that we do here yes. the floor press. Yes. Okay. That's it. Easy. Control. All the way down. Whew. Nice. So guys, obviously he makes this shit look easy. Uh, the, the floor press is an incredible accessory lift. Almost for the exact opposite reasons of what we were talking about for the shoulder press. Yeah. Right, so The shoulder press is helping you get out of the hole the bottom of the lift. Got the shoulders out, primarily working there. When we get to the top, the weak points.
1: Yes, tricep. Tricep. Um, I would say honestly, probably 70%, 80% of uh, bench presses are failed at the top, basically, where is when the triceps come into that full engagement.
0: But you like to use the the pause reps everywhere, you know, or at least pausing a little bit at the bottom. Because why? Because you want
1: that explosivity? I want the explosion. Uh, I want the explosion. Um, It's 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 adding strength. Anytime you can pause and hold weight for a certain period of time, you're building strength. You know uh, why make things easy? You know I want to train to be stronger. So if I can make a lift even a little bit harder, it's it's going to have its benefits, and that, that, that benefit is strength.
0: I think too that the thing that happens like guys overlook the fact that techniques actually become part of the accessory. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Using pause reps mm-hmm. and using this deceleration even on that last rep there, yes. really controlling the last one even in a fatigued state. Yes. Not necessarily coming out of the box and doing the slow rep, but doing it after doing four or five explosive reps yeah. and then doing it. Yeah,
1: I am. I'm. It, it's. I don't see a lot of people doing it. I feel. I feel like that's something different that I add in is at the very end when I'm fatigued. I'll always add in some type of slow, controlled descent, mm-hmm. um, some very type of long pause, because um, the muscles are fatigued. And if I can build some type of explosion when they're fatigued, imagine when I, what kind of explosion I'm going to have when they're. Full on, ready to go. And
0: in, in terms of loading on this exercise, what do you like to do?
1: As far as what? Loading. Um, like weight-wise. Yeah. Um so I need you load up pretty good. Yeah, so you know, I'll go over 400 pounds on these. Um, this is one of those things kind of like we talked about with the box squats that you can overload with this. You want to yeah. overload this because there is gonna get a point you need to get your top used to holding max loads. Mm-hmm. Um so I would definitely do hypertrophy style training with high volume. But don't be afraid to add those, you know, one repers or three rep uh, heavy loads in there as well. You're gonna need them. All right, cool. So we got one more, which actually hits
0: the back, All right? Yes. That's an area that nobody even thinks about a lot of times when it comes to the bench press.
1: It's one of those. It's one of those uh, things. Yeah, a lot of people they think chest, bench press. Okay, chest. Some people will think tries. But the next one we're about to show them, a lot of people don't realize it's a big engagement um, as far as bringing in the bench press and also building a big explosion out of the hole.
0: Let's go do it. All right, so we talked about the back. So it's a lat pulldown variation that actually becomes one of those key accessory lists of the bench press. But as, it, as it is the case all the time, it's how you do the exercise. There's so many ways to do the exercise here, but when we're talking about accessory for building a bigger bench, there's one good way, one, one best way. Right. And it's how you do this here. You call it, you call it like the laid back pulldown. laid back pulldown. All right, yep. so let's see what it looks like. <clears throat> we'll talk it through as you sort of go through and rep it out. So, first thing, this this level of recline here that he's got. It's almost simulating what, as you start to move the bar, go ahead. It's almost a reverse bench press, right? So, what he's actually really trying to do here, though, is he's keeping his body locked in as the bar wants to pull his body up. He's not allowing the body to go up. And what's doing that? What's allowing that? Stability through here, right? Good. You can come up, Casey. Right, so that's that's your key, right? When you're doing that, what are you focusing on the most?
1: My lats. I'm really, you know, a thing is with the bench press. When I'm setting up for my big bench press, tightness is a huge thing. Lats engaged. You know, we have like a nice little, you know, arch. And so when I'm out, I'm locked in. And if I'm sitting here and I'm squeezing the bar, everything, look, the lats immediately, immediately engage. Mm -hmm. The lats come into play on the bench press. So when I'm doing these, my key is to lean back, full extension, and pulling the bar while squeezing the lats, basically. Controlling the bar coming down and then allowing it and controlling it as you're coming up because obviously you have weight, it's gonna to wanna to pull you. So, full control both ways. That's basically what you need to do on a bench press. Control all the way down, big explosion coming out, lats tight
0: in both directions. Right. And while while a bench press, the bar is certainly not gonna pull you off the bench, right. but at the same
1: time your lats can disengage. Exactly. And so and if your lats if your lats disengage on a bench press, you're gonna end up unless it's just light, but if you're going for that one rep max on your bench press and your lat disengages, you're probably gonna miss the lift. It's right, happened and, to me many times. And not only that, what usually happens
0: is as soon as the lats disengage disengage, then the instability in the shoulder comes right. in.
1: So it's basically it's called getting loose. Yeah. You get loose, everything the, the stability goes away and you'll end
0: up So even guys that a lot of guys that have a problem with bench pressing and shoulder pain itself, one of the first things you really need to check is how well are you able to engage your lats, because the stability of your shoulders is going to be compromised if you can't. And instability in shoulders during a bench press is one of the quickest ways to get pain. Mm -hmm. So again, one last thing too, when guys do this, you know I hate when people rock during a pull down, but again here, if you're going to set this exercise up and do it this way, you can't then let it pull you up. Right? It's not about this. Even though it looks right when you're down here, you've screwed it up here, plus to get back in that position, now you're using all kinds of momentum, momentum. to get
1: yeah. it back. You're getting a little something out of it, but you know? right. you're, like, you're not getting what you need to get. You're not getting full, uh, full contraction of the muscle. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: so, Guys, there's your three big accessory lists when it comes to the big bench press. And, and if I, I can't underscore it enough. If you want to get a bigger bench press, this guy's got a big bench press, okay? He actually makes it's, probably, it's your best lift, right? 473 it's my best lift bench. My bench press is my best that's your I best. Feel lift. Like, out of the three. Yeah yeah. And, 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 the, and the fact is, I said it in the beginning, I'll say it a thousand times even as we do this series, it's because you don't just bench press. Yeah. do and you, and you don't just spend all of your time doing it. you spend a lot of your time doing
1: some of the smaller things. Yeah, I, I honestly can tell you right now, I do uh, one big like my bench press movement. And then I have the accessories. uh, Like during a whole week, I'll Mm -hmm. have it where I do bench press, but then immediately after that, it'll be you know dumbbell work, overhead presses, like we did, lat pull downs, and then there'll be a day where it's uh, in my bench press day. My secondary bench press day is like close grip bench press, close grip floor press, floor press, like we showed. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like an accessory day as my secondary bench press day of the week. Um, So. If you think about it, I'm only really benching once, once a week. A week yeah. And then I'm probably doing 15 to 20 accessories a week for the bench press. Yeah. So, guys, there you have it.
0: Straight from that one legged monster to you guys. Let's keep this thing going, guys. We got another lift to cover here. In the meantime, I always say, guys, if you're looking for programs that don't overlook the small things, these all matter. The small things always matter because there's no unimportant muscles. If there were, we wouldn't have them. Yes, absolutely. Right? Athletics.com guys go over there and check out our programs in the meantime Let me know if you found this video helpful if you like this series. We'll continue to make more We'll be back here again in just a couple days with another video. See you soon